If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is Wayback Playback, episode number 317. It's this week we bring you the second hour of WCW Starcade 1991 Battle Bowl, the Lethal Lottery. Hello, you people. I am Pat McNeil. Normally, I am joined by the other half of the podcasting tag team champions of time and space, uh, Mr. Jim Valley. Uh, Jim is still in intensive care, uh, going on six weeks, and we'll discuss that in a moment. Uh, but uh, volunteering to fill in for uh, Jim this week is uh, the one and only uh, Southern Savior, John Schuyler. You may have seen him on AEW Dark or on NXT or SmackDown or Ring of Honor or got a whole bunch of other places. Uh, and I I have met and, and I've known John, but I haven't seen him in over a decade, so hopefully he still remembers me. John, are you ready to hop into the Wayback Machine and find out if Sting's Lethal Lottery tag team partner is going to turn on him? Uh, well, I'm I'm so excited to be here. I was telling you just off uh, before we started recording here that this is a, actually a videotape I used to rent from blockbusters, as archaic as that sounds. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, as a as a kid, I used to rent this tape all the time just because I love Lethal Lottery. But uh, despite all my credentials, you know, I don't know if I'll do it just here uh, filling in for Jim. You know, I know he's a heck uh, he's a heck of a tag team partner for you. So uh, yes. hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully I do it just. And uh, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to Jim too. Yes, uh, we are recording this on Friday night, and I, I mentioned this because it goes up on Sunday morning if you're not on, if you're not on our Patreon. Uh, and you know, as of Friday night, uh, Jim is still in the ICU. I got to text uh, his wife Carrie today. Uh, Jim was in physical therapy, and I told him we all said hi. And he over the you know through Carrie said said hello back to us, uh, to to me and to Ken Banks and all the listeners. Uh, yeah, Ken Banks, who is our sponsor, he is in the middle of a. Uh, He's a sponsor, the owner of Kenentech's Pet Care of Bangor, Maine. He's also been covering for Jim for for us for the past several weeks. He's in the middle of a uh, pet care emergency, so our our best goes out to him. And uh, we look forward to having him back on next week. All right, so where we left off, we were at uh, we had finished the first hour of the, the Lethal Lottery. Uh, actually, there there was some other business we have to take care of. First of all, uh, John. Happy uh, NXT TakeOver Sunday. Oh, thank you very much. I'm very excited to see what happens this Sunday. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. Just because, um, you know, I've never been in the ring with Finn, but I have uh, wrestled Kyle a couple times on the independents. And uh, it's cool to finally see somebody that's worked that hard uh, get their just due and get get the uh, 
opportunity to be on the, the stage of uh, the main event of TakeOver. So I'm really excited to see what happens uh, this weekend. You know, uh, one of the first... Uh... I, one of the first appearances that uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly made in Ring of Honor when they were Future Shock uh, as a mm-hmm. tag team, uh, they uh, one of the bonuses on that DVD was was them cutting a promo, and I remember watching the promo and I'm like, God, this is awful, and <laughs> and yeah. I mean this is the same. I mean, yeah, you know, we know what Adam Cole can do behind the mic, and this is this is this, you know Kyle O'Reilly, not the same guy uh, he was starting out in in Ring of Honor. I, I mean. Very good uh, the work promo, back then. The, yes, yeah, promo, yeah. tremendous. Yeah, the promo we cut Wednesday night especially, uh, you know, with uh, Finn and, and Sean, you know, Sean Michaels sitting there. Uh, you know, I, I, I almost was like, is this the same Kyle O'Reilly like, that I knew? Because, like, you know, where did all this charisma and uh, delivery and voice come from? So yeah. I'm really, really excited to see what happens this weekend. Yeah, this is going to be uh, this is going to that's going to be a heck of a show later today. So check that out. Uh, oh, other business. uh we have our Patreon, patreon.com slash waybackplayback. It is uh, available, uh, the uh, bottom tier, $4.50 a month, which gets you access to all 316 episodes of Wayback Playback, including the ones that have been buried behind the paywall for a few years, uh, plus you know, bonus matches, uh, bonus shows, which we've been uh, putting together with, with Ken Banks, and uh, shows that uh, Jim and I did either together or separately over the course of our career. So go ahead and check that out. Um, actually, 4, 450 gets you the archives. $10 gets you all the bonus stuff that comes with it and on the Black Scorpion tier, including the uh, including the episode of, uh, of WWF Superstars, which uh, Ken and I did as a bonus for, uh, for the good people. Uh, if, if you're excited about seeing a uh, Superstars episode from 1992, where the main event is Money Inc. versus Jim Powers and Buck Zumoff. By all means, you'll want to see that. Uh, <laughs> on the in the ratings warp, uh, having Joe Feeney on helped last week, uh, at least partially. Chartable has us this week as the 2015th most listened to podcast in the nation of France, which is the highest we've gotten there. A new record on France, a new record in France. So the French loved Joe P, Joe Feeney. Uh, we also charted this week in the U.S., Canada, and India. And uh, we apparently are on uh, Amazon Podcasts, which is something that's just starting up. So check us out there if you, if you for some reason, can't figure out how to enter Wayback Playback in a search engine and, and look it up like you're my dad or something. You know? Well, uh, I didn't know this was an internationally acclaimed podcast that I was doing. Now I'm going to have to politic my way on to being on here every week if I, like, uh, if I end up doing a, a good job. And even if I don't, you know, I'm going to have to – um, I'm going to have to politic my way to be on the show every week. Uh, and then you'll really see a ratings increase. That's true. I, I, I very well could. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. 
You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're joined by our sponsor, uh, Ken of Ken and Tech's Pet Care of Bangor, Maine. Over Absolutely. KenandTech.com, K-E-N-A-N-D-T-E-K.com. Also, he's on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all under Ken and Tech. We haven't started franchising Ken and Tech yet. You know, there, there are <laughs> Ken and Techs in, uh, in major cities. But uh, people, who are, people who are not in Bangor, Maine or going to Bangor, Maine, what should you look for in a, in a pet care uh, in a pet care company or service? Uh, I, w- I would look for anybody that has any sort of credentials whatsoever. Uh, a lot of people do this as hobbyists. You know, a lot of uh, younger people and maybe some older retired people. Right. People will sometimes look at it as, uh, oh, that'll be a really easy side hustle. And uh, although the job isn't, although yeah. uh, although the job isn't difficult in the sense that it doesn't take, uh, I mean, this isn't neuroscience, Pat. Right. But uh, at the same time, you want to find somebody who has just a basic minimum of qualifications simply because that shows that they're going to do the basic minimum to uh, treat this as a true profession and to give this the the respect uh, that it deserves. Um, as you know, I'm a graduate of a dog walking academy. I'm uh, uh, certified in pet CPR and first aid. I'm fully licensed with the state. I'm bonded and insured. I, I'm all these things to try to show people like, you know, look, this is serious. This is my full-time gig, this is pretty much my life. This isn't a hobby. This isn't a side hustle. This is what I do. And just if somebody can show anything close to that level of commitment, those are the people that you want to be on the lookout for. Okay. In the Bangor, Maine area, Kenan Tech's Pet Care, uh, com rates Absolutely. and services and recommendations uh, all on the website. And uh, we thank you very much for sponsoring Wayback Playback. Now I thank you, Pat. It's the most successful independent wrestling promotion of this generation. It's the place where the stars of today made their name. Now get the inside story of Ring of Honor from those that lived it with an honorable mention. Join Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn and his co-host Jeff Schwartz as they break down a classic Ring of Honor event every Tuesday and get the -the behind-the-scenes scoop and inside stories that you won't hear anywhere else. An honorable mention available every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. For exclusive bonus content, plus early ad-free access to every show, check out patreon.com slash anhonorablepod. We would like to thank Gregoire Lourmet for the use of his track, Run Faster, Jump Higher. You can hear all of his work at gemendo.com or on his website, musicepique.com, M-U-S-I-Q-U-E-E-P-I-Q-U-E.com. Okay, it's bonus match time here on Wayback Playback, and uh, John, are you ready for, uh, 
There's a match we talked about briefly on last week's show, but uh, I didn't know that we'd uh, have it here ready to go. We were going to be a little bit short on time otherwise in filling the hour. So uh, are you ready, John? I am so ready. I'm uh, excited to not only uh, be a part of the the bonus match here, uh, but I'm excited to watch Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair from 91, brother. That's true. Uh, We talked about this December 29th, 1991, 11,000 on hand in the garden. Uh, the the afternoon of Starcade, and this is your main event. It is Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Go to on YouTube. Go to Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, and I want to say like December twenty nine, nineteen ninety one is what it says, and the account is the Hulk Hogan Archives. The match itself is sixteen minutes and twenty five seconds, and right now I'm on a screen when it says uh, it says you know Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, and at zero minutes and zero seconds. John, are you there? I'm I'm right there. I see the old school graphics. It's got MSG up on the top left hand corner and World Wrestling Federation in the right hand corner. So this is the best copy of this match we could find, and uh, I don't think it's on the network. And if it is, I missed it. So everybody, we're gonna hit play together in three, two, one. All right, we're we're at the Garden, and that's gonna be the sound of Howard Finkel. Yep, the world's most famous arena. Uh, it's the place that if uh, anybody's anybody, they've performed in that building over the past several, several decades. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I know you performed in a lot of buildings. Um, have you made it to the Garden yet? I actually was at the Garden for one show, uh, the Ring of Honor New Japan show, oh, that's, WrestleMania weekend last year. That's a perfect show for that, yeah. Oh, it was great. It was uh, awe-inspiring being inside the uh, the garden. As we see, uh, we've got Ric Flair here walking to the ring in uh, one of those classy, classy robes that he always wore. There's not enough guys wearing robes anymore. That's true. Uh, I think I think if you, I think you down to Bobby Roode and uh, I don't know. Yeah, there, Bobby Roode's the only one that jumps off uh, the page at me in terms of uh, being a robe guy. Yeah, got to have the robe. Uh, and Conrad Thompson. Conrad's a robe guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig, is a uh, windbreaker guy, because that's a yeah. pretty stylish 91 windbreaker he's got on there. Yeah, uh, Kurt Hennig pressed into duty as uh, Bobby, as uh, Ric Flair's executive consultant after Bobby Heenan took a few bumps on the road and said, yeah, we're not, we're, yeah, I'm too old for this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, traveling with Flair and Hennig almost made Heenan quit, from what I hear. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I, I, there's, a, there's a story in, in Flair's book, and he's just, you know, and and Heenan's just yelling at, it's just it's just screaming at Ed Flair. I hope, I hope your hair falls, turns red and falls out. You know, yeah, but he, yeah, he could not keep up with Ric Flair, and there's really no shame in that because, yeah, not, not and then there's not, and there's nothing like uh, this pop that we're probably about to see for uh, for Hulk Hogan as he comes out to Real American Don in the red and yellow, uh, right. especially in the Garden. He's one of those guys that made the Garden famous. And this is uh, this is not his peak, probably not his physical peak. Uh, he's getting near the end of this first uh, WWF run, and here we go. The match starts. They uh, they had met previously at the Garden in the previous show, and uh, Hogan had won by reverse decision. But uh, we're we're back for more. And yeah. uh, this, now, this this is a big this is a big week for WWF. The week between Christmas and New Year's, and I mean, uh, yeah, it used to be a a, a good night for just about any. Anybody that ran a, a wrestling show on Thanksgiving night and Christmas night, those were the two nights that people used to do really well um, in terms of attendance. Well, I think, uh, I think they still do well on the uh, the post-Christmas week that WWF does. I mean, maybe yeah. not maybe not in 2020, but, you know, generally. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I still think they try to run the garden right around Christmas time every year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I know we saw it briefly there at the beginning where with the blue bubble um, that kind of was censoring Flair's championship belt. Yeah, uh, that was because he was still carrying around the Crockett, uh, you know, World Heavyweight Championship, Big Gold, right? Actually, that's that's the opposite of the reason. Um, they they showed Big Gold at first, uh, mm-hmm. but you know. Rick, uh, but Ric Flair wouldn't give it back until the uh, NWA paid the deposit on the belt, which they owed him. And mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they did pay the deposit, and Flair did give it back, but they wanted to maintain the illusion that he was still holding the NWA belt. So for a while, they just used a tag team belt, and they, and they you know, did the glitch over it so that nobody would notice it wasn't the big gold belt. <laughs> that's um, that's interesting. That's a, like a hell of a fact uh, that... And, yeah, and it's like got, an exclusive that people are listening in. If, if you don't know now, you know. So that's cool. And eventually they got a knockoff of the NWA belt made, which was, you know, which was, you know, which was close enough that the fans knew what it was meant to be. But, you know, not enough that they felt like they were going to get sued. So. Right. Uh, there's the classic Flair flop uh, mm-hmm. that he made uh, infamous or famous, I guess. Uh, and I was just thinking, too, about how you don't see a lot of uh, heels or bad guys these days beg off quite like Flair does. No. You, uh, don't. you, you don't see a lot of guys backtrack at all. You, don't, you also, as we've talked many times on this show, you don't, you don't see guys taking backdrops either. So. No. Uh, and clearly, you know, Flair's hit, he's hitting his greatest hits already. We've seen the upside down in the turnbuckle, the Flair flop, the backing off, everything so far. And and pretty much any finishes on the table because this is a non-title match. Uh, Hogan had been stripped of the title after that that uh, match with the Undertaker, and uh, they're getting ready for the Royal Rumble the next month, where they're going to have a Royal Rumble to determine the champion. The so. greatest uh, Royal Rumble of all time, many yes. say. A, yes, uh, one of my personal favorites as well. Yes, one um, that we covered about three hundred episodes ago here on Wayback Playback. So. <laughs> uh, now, and correct, you might know this. This isn't the first meeting between Flair and Hogan, right? They oh, had wrestled not, not by a long shot. Uh, the first meeting I think okay. was in Dayton. This is actually their second meeting in the Garden. This oh, okay. Is, this is their this is the return match in the Garden for yeah, you know, for the they did they, they did the reverse decision finish, which you know, but it was meant to set up the big rematch, which is here. Yeah. Well. Uh, Clearly, the garden's packed. So, I mean, even if this was kind of slowly becoming maybe a quote-unquote down period for, you know, the WWF, you know, clearly they're doing something right. And maybe it was just the anticipation of seeing Flair and Hogan uh, because they were really originally penciled in for WrestleMania the next year, right? Yes. Um, and Originally. And yes, they, they had originally been penciled in for WrestleMania. And uh, they did announce it for WrestleMania until, um, let's see. I think it was until uh, they went to Hogan and Sid Justice. Yeah, still that 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 decision still boggles my mind even to this day. Well, they, that, they uh, didn't want they well they knew Hogan was going to leave. They didn't want Hogan to beat Flair for the title. They didn't want Hogan to lose. You know, knowing that Hogan was going to come back at some point. So yeah, yeah, I think they could have uh, done it. I think they could have obviously they could have done it differently. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like if if you've noticed, uh, we're probably what five minutes in, and this has been like all Hogan, just ping pong and Flair around. And again, that's another thing that made Flair so good was his ability just to kind of bounce around for a babyface. You know, we saw it with yeah. him and Sting, and him and Nikita, and yep. you know, even even really Dusty, and, and and even guys like Steamboat. But here for yeah. Hogan, he's just bumping around all over the place. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I mean, it, it's 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 still it's Starcade. It's the day of Starcade, and and Flair's you know working Madison Square Garden for Vince McMahon. Yeah, that's Headlining, crazy to think about. Yeah, but it it, it yeah it it's crazy to think about. This is the first Starcade without Ric Flair that we're covering. Yeah, and not only that, but he's working for the competition and like the the building that the competition made famous again. The you know MSG. Yeah. Is okay. Oh, oh, headbutt. There we go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Flair does another flare flop. I feel like there should be a drinking game. I don't uh, like associated with this. Anytime Flair does a flare flop, you know, if you're watching at home, that's where you take a drink. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, yeah. But if you, you know, if you if you take a drink for all of Flair's signature moves, there has to be like uh, somebody who's a non-participant who can call for an ambulance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or you or you need a good designated driver. I would you need your so. own uh, Arn Anderson or your own Bobby Heenan, maybe. Okay. Oh, there we go. Kurt Hennig with a distraction, and oh, he got him from behind. Hogan's Hogan's. In, <laughs> he's gonna no sell it. Uh, yeah, uh, Hogan. Not, it, it, it is Hogan. It's Christmas, but he's not going down. Come on. There we go. Wasn't even really a bump. He just kind of crumbled and sat there down. Go. All right. Now we can. Now we can go to school. I guess. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't have Tommy Young to play off of here, but uh, Kurt Ennig with the uh, heavily padded chair shot to the knee, and uh, good, you know, good call, probably pulling back on the camera for that. Yes, um, and again, uh, another thing Flair was so good at was um, uh, utilizing the official and kind of putting the referee over. You just saw him there with Earl, and you just you, know, you spoke on it briefly. Him and Tommy Young, you know, yeah. how they would shove back and forth, and sometimes Flair would even take a bump for the ref. Yeah, but I mean, Flair, Flair felt comfortable with Earl Hebner. He'd worked with him before. Yeah. yeah. Now we go to school. Here we go. Yep, Figure yep, four. Nope, nope. Nope. <laughs> Not in the garden, brother. Yep. So, yep, this this was a big show, as we mentioned briefly last week. Uh, they they weren't airing this live on MSG. They were saving it to, re-bro- to broadcast it for the first time on New Year's Eve. So, New Year's Eve on MSG Network, this is what you got. And, uh, you know... I- I think if you look hard enough uh, or long enough or whatever, I do think this is on the network. Um, I okay. think it's probably under that old school section uh, that they have. I think this entire Madison Square Garden show is actually on the network. Um, and I don't remember off the top of my head some of the other matches. Uh, well, card. okay. I know that uh, I know they had uh, Bret Hart versus – let's see. What do they have on here? Yeah, Bret Hart and DiBiase. That's one of my uh, – that's one of my favorite matches. Uh, actually, me and the boys from FTR were actually just watching that one a few weeks ago. From this show? Yes, from this okay. show. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. oh. Uh, Mr. Perfect, too, also one of my all-time favorites. Like He's a top-fiver for me. He's somebody that I watched uh, when I was a kid, and just he was one of the guys that really made me fall in love with wrestling. Uh but man, he looks really, really cool in that windbreaker. He does. I, when he, when he was at the top of his game, there were there were a few better. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think the, I think getting injured at uh, at SummerSlam '91 took a lot out of him. And now Hogan's going for the figure four. Well, yeah, because everybody's got to everybody's got to put the figure four on Ric Flair. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I love too the the white. Blonde, bleach blonde hair, like Flair. He would just shake his head back. No! And forth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Look at a little kid jumping up and down in the front row behind Flair on the yellow shirt. Very excited. People, yeah, people are losing their minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's got an inside cradle Carolina on perfect. Mr. Perfect, but yeah. the the referee is tied up. Who is the referee tied up? Never mind. He's trying to fix the turnbuckle. Yeah, oh! I don't know what's going on there. Hey. You. Uh oh, he's going after. Oh, perfect. Oh, he's got the uh, international object there. Oh. Yeah, he's got it right there in the right hand. Right. He's the dirtiest player in the game. He's still mm-hmm. begging off like a like a real world champion. Still wasn't as good as uh, the, the Tower of Doom where his uh, his foreign object was revealed to be a pink toothbrush. <laughs> one of the... uh, now, is this one of the nights, too? I know it looks like we're going into a finish here. Or is Hulk going to kick out? Ah, uh, see, they got me. Now, is this one of the nights where this match actually went on last? Do you know? Or this one, I, it was... I'm, I'm reasonably sure this one went on last. Yes. Okay. And it was, I know an, it was Hulk... an afternoon show, so. Right, and Hulk was notorious for also wanting to go on like before intermission. Yeah. Uh, so I was just curious Except for the merchandise it... sales, brother. Oh yeah, brother, brother. I still pull that card here, even in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um. Now Hogan uh, hulking up here. Again, this has all just been the greatest hits, hasn't it? It's just yep. been all Flair doing his stuff. And, you know, that's how you uh, know you're an icon is when you can just go out there and literally play the greatest hits and have the crowd eating out of your hands. Oh, here we go. Up. Oh. Oh. Oof. All right. Now, take Into a drink. The Flair flop. Yes. Oh, man. That's like oh. the third or the fourth one of the match. Oh, no, it's a count-out. Yeah. I was kind of wondering if we would get a non-finish there, if this yeah. was uh, supposed to be a mania. Well, uh, yeah, well, they're, they're, they're protecting Flair a, a little bit. Yeah. Mr. Perfect is irate at ringside. Of course. Getting escorted away in that beautiful windbreaker. Mm. Looking fantastic, as only he can. Yeah. And I always, as a kid, judged how hard Hulk Hogan wrestled by how wet his hair got uh, right. during during the match. Like if this hair, like see now it's kind of half and half. It's still dry on the bottom of what little bit that he has left. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like if you go back and if you watch their match, uh, Hogan and Flair from Bash of the Beach '94, like Hogan's hair is just completely like soaking wet. And as a kid, I was always like, that's how you can tell the Hulkster put in the work, brother. Well, this is. Um... This is hard work for him. He, it's the garden. It's a big crowd. Big match. Yeah. And and he's got his fist taped, too. Does, I don't recall seeing Hogan with taped fist. That's a little bit odd. Well, I, um, I guess that meant he was taking it seriously. He didn't take it seriously yeah. enough to get out his battle helmet, but uh, <laughs> next time. Do you think Hulk Hogan ever paid for his own wrist tape? I Somehow I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. And Hogan must pose, pal. Oh, Everybody's he, going home happy. That's right, brother. They don't even remember that they just got a double count out. Nope, they don't. Maybe Meltzer. Maybe Meltzer was uh, in attendance. Maybe uh, he remembers. I, I, at the Garden, I'm not, I'm not Yeah. Yeah, he's a California brother. Okay, no, uh, actually, November 30, 91 is on the network, but this one is not. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, now, uh, thank you for clarifying, because yep. uh, people, people now know that they can only find this match on YouTube. And that is why it is the bonus match the moment, of the week. Yes. I'm sure they'll get to it around 2028, 20, 2029. 20, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It's a blistering pace. Uh, well, well, we're getting more, but we're getting more superstars uh, in October. So and, yeah. and velocity. Well, we just got velocity. So yes, eight whole episodes exciting. of velocity. Yes, I know. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Yang versus John Cena, one of my personal favorites. That is a good one. Might have to might have to put that on here, at some point in the future. All right. And now fans are filing out of MSG. It is uh, December the 29th, 1991, and they're going probably home to order Starcade, right? That's right. Unless, the, yeah, I, I would guess so. Um, well, there was some other stuff going on on that date, but let's let's look at the credits here. Pete Silverman, nice nice work here. Warren uh, Pick. Steve, Steve DeGroot. Mike Paul McCarthy. Sullivan, no, oh. no, no relation to Kevin. No, I, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, Stacy, the unit manager. Yeah. I, Walter Schroeder. Howard Stein. That, that guy's name is Howard Stein. Okay. Not Stern. Stein. Right, Stein. Yes. Yeah. All right. And there's your cameraman. Yeah. And and Gorilla promises that Tom Hogan Sink. Will, Tom Sink. <laughs> Tom, Tom Sink made the, it the on the show. Man. Yes. Oh man. Uh, we'll speak. Well, we're gonna it, we're gonna speak some more about Tom Zink in this hour, actually. So. Ah, tremendous. Yes. And Jim Gallagher, the. Uh, okay. Oh, and, and Michael Carp with the official MSG theme music. All right. Well, we'll now get... I know who does the official MSG theme music. It's uh, Michael Carp. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What an ovation. Uh, here at Madison well, Square Garden. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Let, let's see more of the. Uh, let's see more of the people. Yeah. Kids almost as good fingers. as almost as good as the uh, Pat Patterson Kamala bonus match, but that's another story. Oh wow! I I don't even recall what you're talking about, so I'm gonna have to look that up myself. Yep. Uh, check it out. Uh, all, uh, everything we have is at uh, patreon.com slash playback, And uh, that's that's the credits. Okay. So, okay, on that note, let's, here's the part where we uh, normally do our, our cultural stuff because here's what's going on in the world Sunday, December 29th, 1991. Uh, and John was, what, four? I believe I was four years old, yes. Yeah, okay, I, I, may, have been, <laughs> I may have been older than four. Uh, all right. New York Times bestseller is on the on this date. Uh, Scarlet by Alexandra Ripley was the uh, number one fiction bestseller because Lord knows Gone with the Wind needed a sequel. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, in nonfiction, uh, Me, the Stories of My Life by Catherine Hepburn. I didn't know she did an autobiog- autobiography. Uh, Nor did I. Yep, I was 21 at the time. I was 21 when this show happened. Uh, number so you, one, probably, you probably weren't reading books. You were probably out. Hamming it up. I wasn't reading. Uh, I can tell you, I wasn't <laughs> reading me the stories of my life by Catherine Hepburn. I mean, no, I, you know, I was in college, so books were occasionally being read. Yes, uh, the number one <laughs> Billboard song on the U.S. charts, "Black and White," "Black or White" by Michael Jackson, and it's uh, fourth week at number one. Uh, Quite the tune. Yes, it, uh, still, you know, still with us today. The top movie in the country, "Hook," starring Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams, third week at number one. Yeah. Ah, don't forget Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. That's true. Uh, yeah. I don't want to forget Julia Roberts. All right. In the news, oh, yeah, the Soviet Union had dissolved on Thursday the 26th and ended the Cold War. And, by the way, if you're a, uh, if you're a giant uh, alliance of, uh, of, evil, uh, of evil totalitarian countries and you decide to break up, do it on a Thursday like they did because yeah, that way you get a four-day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's a good plan. Uh, also on the yeah. 29th, uh, the announcement that Ted Turner, yes, Ted Turner, the owner of uh, of TBS and WCW, had been named the Time Magazine Person of the Year. 91 was a wow. big year for CNN, and uh, yeah, and so 
Yep. How did that? Right. How do you think that made Vince McMahon feel? Well, I, I don't think uh, Vince might have been preoccupied at the time. I, plus, I, I can't imagine Vince McMahon reading Time Magazine either in 1991 or or 2020. But yeah, he probably wasn't thrilled. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, pro football. Uh, NFL Wild Card Sunday. Uh, it concluded with the New York Jets at Houston to take on the Oilers at the Astrodome. See Houston. Never mind. I'm, I'm not going to go into that here. Uh, Houston wins 17 to 10 as Warren Moon threw t- two touchdown passes to Ernest Gibbons. And of course, those of you older in the audience will will know the answer to the question: Who was Houston's kicker? Al Del Greco. That's right. Uh, wow. Yes. College football. Yeah. It, it was a semi-famous uh, Nike commercial. Anyway. Uh, yeah. college, college football, the Gator Bowl was happening on TBS uh, on this night. That was that's the competition on the yeah the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, Florida. On that night, it was uh, 20th ranked Oklahoma upsetting 19th ranked Virginia, 48 to 14. Kale Gundy uh, threw two touchdown passes to Joey Mickey and was named the game's MVP. A big win for Oklahoma. All right, I think we're I think we're ready to go, John. Yeah, speaking of Oklahoma, I mean the first person we're going to see here in a minute is a big Boomer Sooner fan. Yes, we're going to rejoin the show. Uh, I'm at 59 minutes and 13 seconds, and it's uh, the Super Bowl II logo has just dissolved into a shot of uh, your favorites, Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross, two guys who obviously would not be around the business 29 years later. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they're on our TVs every Wednesday night. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right, so if everybody's at that spot, uh, we're going to hit play together in three, two, one, and we're back. So... Uh, John wasn't here last week, but we have eight people have qualified for the, uh, for the battle bowl. Uh, there's a uh, Bill Kazmaier, Jushin Liger, my all time favorite lethal lottery team, yes, by the way. Yes. Ricky Morton, Dustin Rhodes, uh, Buff Bagwell, well, he's not buff yet, but Marcus Bagwell, Marcus Jimmy Garvin. Yep. And, uh, oh geez. Now I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to forget this. Aren't I? Uh, yeah, I'm going to forget this. Hold on. This is nuts. Oh yeah. Uh, Steve Austin and Rick Rude. Yeah. So that's yeah. the first eight are pretty good, and now yeah, here we, we are. Dan- we're, we're we're well immersed in the Dangerous Alliance era too, right? So yeah, Austin and Rude getting paired together at random was uh, a good thing for them. Yes, it was. All right, Missy Hyatt's here, and oh, there's the shot of everybody watching. Yeah, we have okay. our we have our evil dressing room and our babyface dressing room, which is apparent because Arachnaman is in the babyface locker room right behind PN News and the WCW champion Lex Luger. Is first, and his partner is Arn Anderson. That's right. I Lex- hated Lex Luger as a kid, but I love Arn Anderson. He was the first wrestler I ever saw wrestle live. Mm, really? Yep, December 30th, 1993, Township Auditorium, brother. The and there's Terry re- Taylor. First wrestler I ever saw wrestle live was uh, Pez Watley. So. Uh, Pistol Pez. Yep. All right. Oh, Tom Zink. Here you go. Oh, there we as, go. As, we just as, saw his name in the credits Tom's- at the MSG show. Yep. Tom Zink, the Z-Man. <laughs> the late Tom Zink. Who uh, I believe once yeah. referred to me in his column as gay for Ric Flair. Yes. So. <laughs> and wow. Terry Taylor is his partner. Yeah. Wow. And look, Terry Taylor, not too pleased with teaming with Tom Zink. Well, and, they, uh, they had been feuding. What? They they uh, they had been feuding. So, yeah. Well, then that makes a lot of sense. Right. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm curious about the the entrance way. Uh, the WCW. It always struck me, even as a kid, like the WCW and the entrance way is always been slightly crooked i don't know if that was by design or if uh or just, it was just a, a wcw yeah. thing or poorly built yeah you never know 
Har- Harley Race wearing the green jacket that signifies that he just won the Masters. Um, yes, and also sporting the same exact haircut as is that Nick Patrick, the referee, or is that uh, Randy Anderson? I can't I see. I, I'm going to say they, Nick Patrick. Yes. Yes, Nick Patrick, tremendous. Okay. Um. All yeah, right, I. Uh, Yep. And at the time, Lex Luger, the world heavyweight champion, as you said. All right. See, and Lex had just, had just within, I believe, the previous week, given notice to WCW. Oh, there we go. Oh, right hand by Terry Taylor. Very nice. You know, uh, you know, I, the timeline matches up, but it never dawned on me that uh, Luger had already given his notice here. Luger gave his notice. Luger was the was under a contract. However, he told them he was leaving. He was not allowed to wrestle anywhere until I want to say March of 93. Well, no, until 1993. Right. Because that's why he did the WBF stuff, right? Yeah. Like that's that, why he that, couldn't. That's okay. Yeah, he didn't Vince McMahon had the WBF and was prepared to let yeah. Lex sit in the WBF for a year. And, you know, Lex Luger's like, hmm, get paid for a year and don't have to <laughs> wrestle and can work on my body. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a hell of a deal. Uh, and and already the Red Rooster and the Z-Man are showing a lot of tag team continuity as we can uh, we can see all the, the fire there as uh, our heels have taken a powder. Yes. Two guys who, uh, you know, had had their difficulties in the WWF, but seemed to thrive when they were in WCW. Right. Uh, and we also, this is emanating, and you can tell by the ceiling, I'm a weird wrestling nerd, from right. the scope in yes. Norfolk, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I can always uh, detail that building. And it, another thing that I always thought about was they did World War Three there a lot with the three right. rings. So I wonder if, uh, because obviously this is a two-ring uh, event, if there was some reason that they always chose the scope for those multi-ring uh, events. You know, that's something that's always yeah. just kind of crossed my mind. Hmm. Well, I mean... It had something to do with the, the building, the makeup of the building or something. Well, I mean, I, th- I think it's a good building for wrestling. It looks good on TV. You know, and maybe there's and maybe there was something with the with floor space where you know where where there was easier access to get stuff to the ring or to the center. I don't know. Maybe it's a good yeah. question. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to find that out. Uh, and uh, you know, also the scope was the site of the DX invasion of WCW right. Nitro when they rode in on the tank. And that's one we haven't uh, done on with, way back playback. We might have to. We, we we can't do everything, but we, we might have to get to that at some point. Eventually, yeah, you definitely will. Uh, and uh, Terry Taylor somehow has managed to have his hair still slicked back in the tightest of ponytails. Mm-hmm. See, my hair would be all over the place right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're, you're not you're not Terry Taylor. You know, Terry Taylor. <laughs> Terry Taylor. <laughs> who's God. your favorite? <laughs> Terry Taylor. Who's your favorite wrestler, and why am I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just gonna bury Terry Taylor the entire time we're on here. Terry Taylor, the uh, yes, the the favorite of sexual harassment lawyers. Of the world. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh man, come on. Terry's a nice guy. Master <laughs> that, of the five arm. Yeah, that's true. That is true. He is the master of the five arm. Uh, Jim Cornette's favorite. Oh wait, no, he's not that either. <laughs> oh come on. He, I mean, he's uh, done. A, he's had a tremendous career. Uh, yeah, and he is. Terry's a great guy. He's, uh, I know he's taught a lot of guys down at the performance center and still is, uh, yeah. you know, teaching them a great deal of, uh, you know, uh, valuable knowledge. Uh, so, um, you know, Terry's, uh, definitely been around the game a long time. I love his story about working with flair for the first time mm. where flair was just hung over all day and didn't want to call anything. <laughs> and then, uh, Terry, I guess it was in mid South 
And yeah, uh, yeah it would have had to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then Terry was, uh, you know, jazzed up about working with the world champ for the first time. And Flair was just hung over all day. And then uh, he said like 45 minutes into the match, Flair was still just going and Terry was just completely blown up and gasped. Like he just, That's, just yeah. sucking wind and, and Flair just ran him into the ground. So I always just, I always love that story. Well, he, he ran, he ran, you know, uh, guys in better shape than Terry Taylor into the ground. So absolutely. If you hung a Luger too. Yeah. Oh, good grief. Yeah. There we go. Uh, well, oh, nice. You don't see that a lot. <laughs> well, he's he's trying to get that sunset flip. Oh, but Luger doesn't. Luger doesn't horn. look the best here. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I I don't think like yeah. I don't think that yeah. he might not care a, a whole lot. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, they started pulling him off a uh, off of house shows after this. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's, see, that... he's only the champion, so you know. Yeah, only the world heavyweight champion, and you know he gave his notice and everything. And uh, um, how about the guy, the big, the bigger gentleman there in the front row with the suspenders? I've seen, Sorry. yeah, I've seen him at uh, you know, you, you do this, you do this, and you see him at a lot of your bigger uh, WCW shows in that era. Well, they had to be bigger shows. Look at the size of that guy. I know. Um, and Arn Anderson still looks the same uh, even today yeah. in 2020 on AEW. Oh yeah. Oh, Terry Taylor. There we go. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, one of the things about these matches is, you know, since this is this, the whole show is this, you're seeing guy, guys are all the matches are kind of the same length. They're a 20 minute mm-hmm. time limit, and yeah. you know, everybody's getting to show their stuff. They're they're not they're not sending anybody out there for 40 second squashes. Right, and you know, it always uh, interested me to see like what would happen if it actually was like a shoot random drawing. Like what would happen. Uh, and especially this first year, you know, I know, like we said, like Rude and Austin were in the Dangerous Alliance. They were paired together. Like you just said, Tom Zink and Terry Taylor refuting at the yeah. time, and they were paired together. So you get a little bit of that. You have to have that, obviously, for the well, uh, experience of the of the gimmick. But, you know, it would be interesting to see what would happen if this was like shoot random. Uh, the 92 Battle Bowl drawing. The story is that well, Bill Watts did it at random. Wow. So. And, and see, that seems like a real Bill Watts thing to do. It, to it was, shoot. but there were, but let's see, because of what they were doing, there were only sixteen people in the battle ball, so it didn't quite right. the same, you know. Yeah, yeah. Of course, um, of course, that show you saw people like working three times because because it's yeah, Bill Watts, you know. yeah. Um, but yeah, that always uh, that always kind of intrigued me, um, you know. And again, how how do you keep all these matches different if everything's a tag match? That's always another thing that's kind of a challenge if you're a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a three-hour show or whatever, and, you know, you've got to make sure your match stands out from all the others. Well, it, it's, 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 so it's easy if you're in the opener. It's not so easy. You know, if you're the 10th match Ooh. out of 10, out of, out of 10 yeah, tag yeah. matches in a row, that makes it more difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, first wrestler I ever saw live, Arn Anderson. Uh, I believe he wrestled Shanghai Pierce, and I oh. can't remember if that was – I can't remember if that was Phineas or Henry. Uh, I want to say it was Phineas, maybe. Uh, maybe yeah, Mark, I got it wrong. Yeah, Mark but, Canterbury. Uh, no, let's see here. Okay, and Dennis Knight. Dennis Knight. Okay, so yeah, Shanghai Pierce was Dennis Knight. Yeah, so it was Phineas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, Arn was the first wrestler out the curtain. Like they had this big spotlight in the Township Auditorium. Oh, I've, I've been. Uh, I've, I went to many shows at the Township Auditorium. 
Oh man, yeah. So I was always obsessed with that building as a kid, and then I finally got to wrestle in that building for NXT on a live event. So that's great. That building is uh, near and dear to my heart for sure because I used to see shows there all the time as a kid. Yep. Um, and then I also have a weird like uh, like Arn Anderson has kind of had like this weird like he's, my my career is kind of like paralleled in a weird way. Like it's hard to explain, mm-hmm. but you know. So Arn, I was there the night Arn retired too, and because yeah, that was also that in was... Columbia. That was um, a, that was a big night. Yeah, at the Carolina Coliseum, and then the first time I ever did work for WWE, Arn was my agent for my first television match, and uh, now I get to work with Arn on a semi-regular basis, uh, yep. and it's kind of cool because I've always been a huge mark for him. Well, that 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 begs the question: when you get, I mean, are you going to, I, I, are you going to be in AEW when you're when you recover from your injuries? I I don't know. I didn't know whether you were in a contract or not. Uh, right now, there's no deal. Uh, yeah. uh, that's there's there's nothing confirmed or anything. Um, but uh, you know, I'm definitely uh, weighing my options for sure, and it's going to depend on you know a lot's going to depend on when I get cleared because I still got a ways to go here. Yes. And uh, wow, kind of interesting because Terry Taylor's a heel here, right? Um, yes, he is. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that they gave him the hot tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, unless there was some weird thing where they were trying to maybe protect Tom Zink. I don't know, but Tom was a baby face. Right. So it's kind of weird that they would give the, the pop of a hot tag to a heel. They were, they um, were in the process of turning Terry back for some reason. Well, I mean, not, not for some reason, but, uh, yeah, they were, they were going to turn Terry back. Hmm. Uh, oh, 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 oh. don't see too many backslides these days. Yeah. I think we saw one as a finish at SummerSlam and that was like, a big topic of conversation for some reason yes. on the internet. Oh, yeah, nice gut wrench. Whoa, there. Dr. Bomb. Yep. Shout out to Mid-South. That's what there that was. Go. Oh, there we go, Arn. Excuse yeah. me. Not not a lot of times you see Arn Anderson get flustered or lost. Yep. Oh. <laughs> and what is <laughs> going on here? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get Zink was going to get to that spot no matter what. Yeah. I Tom Zink was going to get that high kick in, brother. Oh, there we go. That's <laughs> what, that's, that's what we wanted. Attitude adjustment pile driver. Eat your heart out, John Cena. Mm-hmm. All right, there it is. Lex Luger and Arn Anderson get to go to the get to go into Battle Ball. To the surprise of well, probably very few people. <laughs> you know what? Because he's the world champion, and even though he gave us notice, and I know that now. Uh, look at that lady flipping him off. That's so great. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm gonna pick Lex Luger to win Battle Ball. Okay. Well, he should. He definitely should be one of the. Uh, you know, should be figured in somewhere. Yeah, I mean, even though I've seen the show probably candidates. fifty times. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he's my pick though. I'm picking Luger. Safe, uh, yeah, safe pile driver. I mean, I know, I know that not everybody is crazy about that move, but Lex did his job. All right, yeah. let's go back to the giant monitors where uh, Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone are standing by. Yeah. So the, no, no Excalibur on this uh, on camera. I wonder no. where Excalibur was. Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> well, he's on a, he's in a mask, so he could be anywhere. Uh, yeah, he could be anywhere. All right. Oh, here we go. Oh, and, and and they're doing my work for me. All right. There you I, go. I had nothing to worry about. Okay. Stunning Steve Austin. He'll never do anything. No, he's a black boots and black tights now. Kazmaier. Yeah. All right. Okay, so Bill Kazmaier, so listeners... Jushin Liger, my favorite Lethal Lottery team of all time. Listeners should probably know that uh, John's first match, at least that's according to Wikipedia, I think, John, I think your first match was in Championship Pro Wrestling against Bill Bain. 
That, that is correct. July the sixth, two thousand eight. So yeah, um, a, and and probably and a watershed moment in the world of pro wrestling. Getting John. <laughs> I don't know about that. But <laughs> yeah. um, well, as we see Randy Anderson walking by. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I had my first match July the sixth, two thousand eight, against the one man warning, Bill Bain, uh, Big yes. Bear Lake, West Virginia. Um, what better place it, than Bill, Big Bear Lake, West Virginia? Right, and if you were to like map it out and tell the story of like what a wrestling career is, I don't think I could picture. You have to have a cool town name for your first match, and I, Big I Bear Lake, helps, West yeah. Virginia, yeah, is like the best name ever for a town. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Uh, next big next match. Who do we have? We only have 20 left to choose from. Has PN News wrestled yet? Yes. The, uh, wait. On the Battle Bowl? No, he hasn't. That's right. Okay. I used to live with PN News in England. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ricky Steamboat. Ah, <laughs> oh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat and Todd Champion. Okay. <laughs> uh, Todd wow. Champion. Yeah. Todd, they're trying to give a rub there to uh, old Todd Champion, eh? Cactus Jack on the other team. Bang, bang. All right. right. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. This is also the first time I'm seeing Scott Hall on camera, so I have a feeling that he might be getting picked next, even though he's injured. Uh, no? No, he's not. Actually. No. Oh, Sergeant Buddy Lee nope. Parker I, oh. got picked, and Abdullah the Butcher just beat him up. Mm. Now, if you're wondering how, Parker, I, I've got to find out how, i got to find out how in the heck Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker was one of the 40, because... Well, he, he probably trained everybody in the baby's well, locker. Well, yeah, but, okay, <laughs> yes, but... <laughs> He's uh, not one of the names you associate with, you know. He's not going to yeah. be like a surprise appearance. He's not going to make a surprise appearance in the Royal Rumble. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, but also at the same time, you kind of need people like that, right? Like you – I always love when you get a top star and uh, they get paired with a Buddy Lee Parker or yeah. somebody like that. It would be like the equivalent now of doing this. And uh, you, you pair Roman Reigns maybe with, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, uh, Akira Tozawa. Yeah, that would, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, like well, something where, you know, uh, I think that adds to the random factor of everything. But, yeah, Buddy Lee Parker, interesting choice. Okay, so Buddy Lee Parker has not made it out to the ringside yet. No. Nope. Jack Jack's like, yes. What a good-looking what a good looking individual oh, is, yeah. uh, is Mick Foley. Mick Foley, that, that's an outfit, though. Oh, Abdullah's coming out, but Abdullah's not the partner. Yeah, have you been to Abdullah's? Uh, no, well, his former rib place. Sadly, Atlanta. I, I did not. No. There's Rip Rogers at ringside doing security. Oh yeah, for a shoot ski. <laughs> uh, Jack, Jack, wow. Jack, dude. Rip Rogers would be in Battle Bowl '93. That's right. One of the uh, one of the events that we have uh, no plans to uh, to uh, view on way back right now. But, <laughs> but the listeners make the vote, do the voting, and yeah. We... Oh, okay. Well, that's why you're fan friendly. That's yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure that's. Is right. that a mop? What has he got in his hand? I, it looks like a mop. So, so is this? Uh, wow. Is this uh, early appearance uh, from yeah, Moppy? I, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say is uh, we've been Moppies. blaming the World Wrestling Federation all these years for the idea of Moppy, but I think it might have been a Turner thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so Cactus Jack is in a handicap match. Yeah, that's a mop. Yeah. How pissed off is Ricky Steamboat, by the way, having to tag with Todd Champion? Uh, he doesn't look happy. <laughs> uh, oh, there's Buddy Lee Parker. Okay, he's making his way to the ring. Well, he's trying to make his way to the ring. Yeah. And the world's thickest mop handle Oof. is. Uh, God, did is you good. see that? Yeah, just, yeah, that's not good. That's stiff. That doesn't age well. Yeah. 
No, it doesn't. Ouch. 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 Jeez. Yeah, I went to the I went to Abby's rib place one time in Atlanta, uh, because I was working for the NWA uh fan fest. Uh <laughs> and uh or maybe no, maybe I'm sorry, it was WrestleMania weekend when WrestleMania was in Atlanta. And uh they were all out of ribs. They ran out wow. of ribs at uh Abby's rib house. So that was my one experience there. No ribs. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Sweet tea was good though. Oh yeah. Well, you gotta. I mean, you're you're in Georgia. You gotta have good sweet tea. Yeah. God, like, Candace Jack is dressed like a couch. Like, <laughs> he's what dressed, is that that he's wearing? <laughs> he, he's dressed like a. He's. He, I mean, he got like a serap. I don't know what, what they call it. A serapi? I don't know what the. Hell. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but uh, it's very. Man, you know, looks... it's, it's becoming. You know, he's trying to. I mean, he's he's acting like he's from New Mexico, so. I, I guess yeah. that's okay. It looks like something that Tataka would wear on his lower half. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. Steamboat in there. Uh, again, huge fan of Ricky Steamboats. Always will be. Uh, he was also on that first show that I was at at the Township Auditorium. Well, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I saw him uh, Saw him at the Township against uh, Barry Windham, actually. That was, that was a wow. match, yeah. Uh, I saw him, and not to one-up you there, but I saw him in 94, right before Spring Stampede, he wrestled Flair. And uh, I think they did like 45 minutes. He wrestled him after Spring Stampede in the township also. Maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Yeah, the night the the overhead lights went down? I think you're right, yes. Oh, yeah. But I think they went, did they go like 30 or 45? They went over, over, I don't remember the exact time, I have to look it up, but they went over 30 minutes, yeah. Okay. They They were having fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Right oh, here. skin in the cat. Yeah. All right, and Cactus gets to do his clothesline. See, they yeah. they they work that perfectly. That was a great little spot there. Oh. Uh, oof. Yes. By, by no, the way, yeah. uh, great directing. Now, yeah. Back in my day, we never dove out of the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, especially I not at Big Bear Lake. Yeah. Thing. Not Big Bear Lake. Hell no. Oh. <laughs> um. I remember trying to shoot a vid, trying to like record video at Big Bear Lake, and you have the, and the way the yeah the overhead lighting was was terrible. So yeah, it didn't, didn't I think it was long. an afternoon show, thankfully. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, an experience. I got to go back there a couple times after as well, mm-hmm. and so like I don't know, I couldn't point out Big Bear Lake on a map, but that's where I had my I first could. match. I could. It's in uh, Bruce. Technically, it's in Bruceton Mills, West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've heard Bob Keller say that word many a times. Yes. Brewster, Brewston? Brewston? Brewston. Brewston Mills. Yes. Yeah. Hey, now we're getting our first look at Todd Champion here. Yes. I'm trying to think of who he looks like. Uh, Todd was uh, known in the uh, back in the olden days. I believe, I, I want to say Bruce Mitchell was the one who gave him the nickname Todd the Clumsy F. <laughs> and you know i i was always you know I, i'm watching this at the time i'm i'm 21 i don't know all this i'm i was being generous to like oh, well this guy's a rookie you know uh he wasn't a rookie spoiler yeah. Yeah. oh wow uh bruce mitchell a good friend of mine from yeah, uh that's greensboro true. north carolina he's uh, uh yeah, I, I, been to many a been to many a cwf shows that i've been on yes he has big bruce, fa- bruce was big, in my wedding fr- uh, many, yeah. oh tremendous yeah, yeah. uh yeah Shout out to Bruce Mitchell. Hey, hi, Bruce. All right. Let's see. Yeah, Todd. Okay, Todd Champion. Let's see. Uh, no, no relation to Chris. in Central Chris, States. Right? What's what's that? No relation to Chris. No relation to Chris Mitchell. No, Chris Champion. 
right? Uh, no, I don't. No, he's no, he's really not. That was wasn't Chris Champion Yoshi Kwan? Yes, that's I'm right. not making that up. Okay. No. Uh, I didn't know if there was any Starting kind of relation. Jim Crockett, there. Uh, April April 1986. Let's see. Uh, used primarily as a jobber, then went to Central States, and uh, teamed with DJ Peterson. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, wrestled for All Japan somehow. Uh, wow. Wow, wrestled Not with all Japan, all Japan, teaming with Terry Gordy in 1989. Are you, are you sure, Wikipedia? No offense, but... Yeah. And then wrestled in Mexico as KGB. Wait, seriously. Oh, come on. KGB. Come on, yeah. KGB, I can't even spell it. Yeah, so... Um, okay. God, Cactus isn't giving him anything on the floor, is he? No, it's, just, it's, it's Todd Chandler, yeah. so... One of the most, uh, well, at the time, I guess he would be widely regarded as one of the reckless, more more reckless performers in the industry, Cactus. Yep. And uh, that says something if he's not giving Todd Champion anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's Buddy Lee Parker. Come on, Buddy. Yeah, well, Buddy's slowly getting there. And this is the Rip Rogers spot, by the way. Spoiler, since you guys probably won't do 93 Battle Bowl. This is exactly what they did, I believe. Uh, I think it was Rip Rogers and Road Warrior Hawk. Ah. And, uh. And and Rip spent his entire time trying to get to the ring, much like Buddy Lee Parker is right now. But he but he got that pay per view payoff. So that's what it's all about, man. Is the PPV payout? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, referee Randy Anderson there, making sure it's not a choke. Right. Did was it a requirement if you were a WCW official to have a Jerry Curl mullet? Uh, in '91, I'm going to say yes. Because we had Nick Patrick earlier. We've got Randy Anderson now. We'll Mike probably Atkins, see Rick yeah. Atkins. Or Mike, Mike Atkins. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Todd Champion almost getting the, Todd Champion almost getting the victory. Uh, yes, almost. Todd, uh, Todd and, and am I the only one, too, that thought it was so weird that Mike Atkins looked just like Nick Patrick? Uh, no, you're not the only one who thought it was weird. Okay. Uh, but at that point, I think Mike Atkins had the mustache and Nick didn't. Well, at this point, they, yeah. but they look like the same body they type, look, same Yeah, haircut, they look a lot almost alike, same yeah. facial extra uh, facial structure. Yes, that, uh, was, that was not pretty, by the way. Uh, no, not at all. Todd. That canvas looks loose too. Bob yeah. Keller would be all over that, trying to fix that. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I call him. I call him Klondike Bob. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> Klondike Bob. Klondike oh, yeah. Bob, because oh, Bob yes. is the the master of everything that uh, mechanic wise in terms right. of. Oh, yes. Ring lights, rings, guardrails, music, sound, everything. Well, you weren't around back then. And now in... we have... Oh, there we go. Go ahead. Oh, wow. Power slam by Ricky. You weren't around back in 1998 when uh, I was managing uh, I was managing Gino, a, Gino, who was a.k.a. the combat kid at that time. And we beat oh, yeah. Bob Keller in Martinsburg on his birthday. which, <laughs> and, and I got to yell, oh, my God, we killed Keller. We're bastards. <laughs> oh man and there's the win we're gonna see yes, ricky, ricky steamboat and todd, and todd. yeah 12, todd champion 12 big stars in there yes sir all right and, you know ricky steamboat i think he's gonna be my pick to win battle bowl oh yeah i, know I picked great. luger i think i picked luger earlier but uh the first show i was at there was a battle royal and ricky steamboat won well hey uh, um can't yeah go, can't go wrong picking ricky steamboat that there's a guy who could have Really cleaned up during the Monday Night Wars if he hadn't had that injury, and he did get to wrestle yeah. in another WrestleMania, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that Matt he actually did a couple live events too, I believe, wrestling Jericho and yep. uh, was that 2008? Because uh, I remember they also had a match at Backlash too that was really good. Um, okay. But yeah, Steamboat was the man. 
Yep. He could have done so many good things uh, during the and attitude. I, and I know that uh, Gabe Sapolsky pushed hard for him to do, to trying to get him to do a match with CM Punk and Ring of Honor back, you know, back, right. I want to say, 04, but uh, 03, 04. Yeah. yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah. All right. Well, and Buddy Lee Parker, as, as quick as he got in the ring, he's uh, now unfortunately leaving. Yes. Uh, we have some of Norfolk's finest there. Oh, uh, yeah. Ruining the camera shot. Right. The background. Well, you got to keep those people with signs out of a camera shot. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, here we go. Back with Missy and Magnum, and uh, let's see what we have here for the uh, for the seventh uh, Battle Ball tag match. God, what a what a ponytail on Magnum. Oh yeah. Look at that thing. Oh, Sting. Oh, we have Sting. Dun, dun, dun. Now I wonder who who could possibly be chosen as Sting's tag team partner. You know, I mean, there's I've Brian Pillman, Johnny B. Bad. There's a oh, it's Abdullah Butcher. Oh, it is Abby, who was just out there, and Tracy Smothers, another man with a mullet. Uh, and there's Cactus. Uh, I got a good Johnny B. Bad story. If he ever comes up, does he get picked, or is he already wrestled? Uh, Johnny B. Bad, no. he wrestled in the first match, didn't he? No, he didn't. Oh, I made that up. There's Brian Pillman. All right, so Brian Pillman and Bobby Eaton are a tag team. Gosh, what a team that is. Bobby that is amazing, and Brian Pillman. Yeah. God, I feel like they should have maybe advanced. Well, Bolt, except they're spoiler. against Sting and Abdullah. Yeah. And Sting is and Sting's pretty over. Yeah. Oh jeez. Bang bang, Sting is dead. There's a fan. Yeah. Oh my god. Doug Dillinger in his suit and tie. Right. Doug Dillinger who always managed to be the most clueless guy in the building. <laughs> yeah. I think Rick uh, Rip Rogers has more of a clue than Doug Dillinger right now. Here oh, comes here Brian Pillman. Pillman makes the save. Oh, Brian. In the Bengal tights, brother. Yep. Oh, he's beating him with the mop. Yeah. He's cleaning up. Abby can handle it. Yeah. Uh, One of the best workers of all time, uh, Bobby Eaton. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Great just guy. incredible. Yep. Um. Oh, I've right, had the privilege. Go. I've had the privilege of wrestling Brian Pillman Jr. quite a oh, bit, yeah. and also seeing him uh, on a biweekly basis in in Jacksonville. And uh, you know, he just looks tough, just man. like his dad. It's insane. Oh yeah, he's he's cultivated that, and deservingly so. Yeah, uh, Eaton's yeah. going to work. Bobby Eaton, member of the Dangerous Alliance, is going to work over Sting. Yeah, going after that uh, surgically repaired knee. Good move there by Eaton. Yeah. I know a thing or two about surgically repaired knees. Well, so do I. But, uh, I, I, but you know, <laughs> you can do something like that in this era in WCW, knowing that more than likely Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone is going to pick up on what you're doing. Yes. It's not like yeah. you're trying to do psychology and, uh, you know, and you're going to have – it's not like you're trying to do something, you know, psychology-wise and you're going to have uh, Corey Graves talking about what's going on backstage or his podcast yeah. with Carmella or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I remember that was a big gripe about Jim Ross, or Jim Ross used to always say, he goes, you know, you know, so-and-so would be in the ring, or, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah. like for instance, there, if that happened in Ooh. 2004, we wouldn't be talking about the, the backdrop that Bobby Eaton just took, we'd be talking about the app, and how you can download it on oh, the Oh, yeah, the app. Uh, yeah, or subscribe to the network. Right. Uh, you know, and this guy just almost broke his, he could have broken his back, taking a backdrop out of the floor, but we're talking about the app. Yeah. Talking about the damn app. Well, well, here, you, well, I mean, this is one time where where we did get the shot captured of uh, if you know, uh, captured perfectly of Sting jumping over the top rope, and that is Mike Adkins, by the way. 
Ah, yes, Mike Atkins, another Jerry Curl mullet. All right. Um, uh, I was going to ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot here because sure. you're, you're sort of the host. Is uh, <laughs> sort of yeah. your favorite? Yeah, favorite incarnate. Look, even that lady right tonight. there has a Jerry Curl mullet. Yeah. Uh, um, the favorite, your favorite version of Sting. Oh, jeez. Um, probably this one. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the 1990s. Yeah, just so uh, colorful and uh, yeah. I don't, I don't need don't need the crow sting. I mean, Joker sting was actually probably a good idea for a little while in TNA. It was topical, yeah. But I think yeah, that, yeah they they probably ran with it a bit too long. Yeah, this thing is the this thing is the best thing. Yeah, although he did look cool in the red and black with the goatee, right? Uh, and the long hair, I thought he was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, no, I would have to because this is I would constantly try to paint my face like this version of sting when i was a kid and i would never be successful no they have that special acrylic paint or whatever it is i, I yeah i don't yeah they i don't yeah, know something exactly. like that yeah acrylic yeah. paint sounds right anyway even if it's not <laughs> um but yeah uh definitely my fa- and sting steve borden one of the nicest guys ever real um, estate steve yeah yeah real estate steve uh i met him on an indie show uh five, six years ago in Wilmington, North Carolina. Ah. And, uh, yeah, he was just, I mean, salt too, of the earth. Too like, nice for the business. Way too nice for the business, for sure. Same with Bobby Eaton, though. Yeah. Bobby Eaton, another guy that just, like, you know, just, I remember, he, like, Bobby will still come into a locker room and introduce himself to everybody. Yeah, well, that's, we're all like, that's what he's we're like. We're all like, you're, you're, you're freaking Bobby Eaton, man. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Had the privilege of calling his match with uh, Tom Pritchard in CPW. Oh, Doctor Tom, another good, oh, yeah. another big favorite of mine. It's up on YouTube somewhere. You can really find it. Me and Doctor Tom were known for one night as the Heavenly Saviors. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, we we lost, but that's okay. Uh, we're both yeah, good hands. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, man, uh, a lot of great workers in the ring right now, and uh, Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh he, well, uh, oh, he's a worker. Yeah, uh, Abby's a worker. So, yeah, he is for sure. Uh, uh, and Gary Capetta's a worker too. Gary Michael Capetta, yes. World's uh, most dangerous ring announcer. Why do you say that? <laughs> that was that's what Jesse always called him. Oh, oh. Huh. There's Gary Michael Capetta, the Gary most dangerous ring announcer. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Pillman. Uh, Pillman going up Oh, top. look at that. I mean, Big high spot. You wouldn't be able to do that in the Bill Watts era. Nope. Oh, we, we're only a year from that, right? Yeah, we're less, less than, than a year, year from that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But right. what a roster, too. And not only, I mean, if you look at the roster here in 91. It's, a, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's in stacked. Hindsight, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, but like uh, that 92 roster as well with Bill Watts. I mean, there was oh, yeah. some, uh, you know, you, you got the two cold Scorpios and unfortunately you got Eric Watts, but, uh, you know, you By were also large, seeing an Bill influx Watts of guys from Very Japan. good judge of talent. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you got Gordy and Doc and then, oh, you know, uh, Kensuke Sasaki oh, and so many others that I were brought guess. in in that era. I remember them coming back. Uh, we were at a TV taping in Anderson, South Carolina. Lovely. The lovely the home of the Malkies. Lovely Anderson Civic Center. Yes, yeah. a, ta- a town actually built a multi-million dollar arena to host TV tapings for WCW. This, this is a true story. 
I think did Smoky Mountain run there too? They Anderson? probably or? they must. You would think they must have. Yeah, yeah. they did. Oh, that was not good. Oof. Oh, that was oh, not good God, at all. Oh gosh, I'm glad. If Bobby. I'm so glad that yeah, I know you Bobby's can see still alive. Saying sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell into the phone, but gee yeah, whiz. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> there we go. What's bad is I know I've seen that fifty times. Oh, yeah, it's still every still time. catches you by surprise. I know. Yeah. All right. Man, it's a shame. Brian, if Brian Pillman was still alive, he would definitely be at the uh, at the performance center uh, oh, as gosh, a coach yeah. or doing something. Oh, Cactus accidentally hits Abby with the with the kendo stick and uh, or with whatever the heck that is. Yeah, it might be a broom since uh, broom handle. Oh, there we go. We've seen the mop. Now we got the broom handle, and we're going to get the yeah. same finish that we saw to the last tag match: high cross body up the high top. High cross body and a fast three count because Mike Adkins is done with us. Yeah. Oh look, yeah. that's a, that's a crew there. Oh yeah, they all got mullets. Mullet mania. You think Abby's blown that's, up? That <laughs> that should be a WrestleMania. He literally week. stood on the apron the whole time. <laughs> that should be that should be a WrestleMania week show. Mullet mania. Yeah. Everybody, anybody on the show has to be in. Has to have a mullet, even the women. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah Abby. Uh, Abby looks blown up from standing on the collect. apron. All right. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> well, he had to walk all the way down there, and now he's going to. And, and he did have the spot with Buddy Lee Parker in the segment before. Oh, here we go. Oh, they're going to brawl. Cactus and Abby are going to brawl. Now, if you're going to put stuff on the network, by the way, people who people who work there. Who might be listening to the show? Get the get one of the Cactus and Abby reverse cage matches. Reverse cage matches. They they did. Oh, there's jumping Joey Mags. Yep. Yeah. The the finish is you have to throw your opponent out over the top of the cage, and you know Abby, like the bunkhouse stampede. And you well, kind of. And you know Abdullah's not going over the top of the cage. No. So, so that gives away the finish, but I do want to see it. Oh, there's a crowd. Yeah. Look at that crowd. Jack Black's in the crowd. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, young Nacho Libre! I, I, yeah. I just keep popping for the security team because I'm I've seen Rip Rogers now and I've seen Jumping Joy jump, Mags. Jump, the late Jumping Joy Mags. Yeah. Mm. Rip Rogers also another guy that uh, incredible trainer and I don't yeah. know like he's just one of the funniest human beings you'll ever meet in your life. Yes. All right, there we go. We're go- are we gonna finally? Tony's like I don't know, man. Somebody yeah. somebody liked that last match. There we go. Yeah. Both of them did. Hi, ladies. Yeah, gosh, it looks... Yeah, wow. Ooh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were in the audience. They're pretty sure they were CPW regulars at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I've seen the one on the far left a, a lot, it shows. And then the one in the middle that looks like Weird Al. I don't yeah. know. She, yeah. uh, she might need to sit down. So, yeah, it's time for our main event for uh, the, for this episode. Wow. And uh, we, we get, we've got a big one. I can't wait. Back in the locker room we go. We're down to we're down to twelve wrestlers to choose from. Let's see who we have. Yeah. Now, now does everybody get picked for this, or is well, every, it... all forty? Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the yeah. who's in the forty. Yeah. Because in '93, like there were there were some left over. That's yeah, I, 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 I didn't understand that, but yeah, there was a lot about the '93 one I didn't understand. Hmm. Like. Rick yeah, Steiner, here we go. Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner, yep. who at that point, the number one contender for the uh, world title. Oh, Diamond Stud, there's... unable to make it due to injury. So there's the Night Stalker. The Night Stalker is filling in for him. Brian Clark. Okay, so Rick, Sta- Rick Steiner and the Night Stalker. And their opponents are 
Big Van Vader. Big Van Vader and Mr. Hughes, both uh, both in the same stable. Yeah. Harley Race Wait, guys. Were, were they in the same stable? Well, they were both managed by Harley. Oh, okay, true. Hey, yeah. Mr. Hughes. So has any nobody told Mr. Hughes it's time to go out? Did he, did he not hear that he? he no, was I guess he didn't. Called? I don't know. So There's Vader. Have you ever heard? You ever heard the story about why Mr. Hughes wore the sunglasses all the time? Um, no, but I'm listening. Uh, Jericho was telling us this at AEW because okay. uh, you know Curtis Hughes was with Jericho very briefly in yeah, like '99 when he first debuted. Yeah. Uh, Curtis is narcoleptic, so oh, wow. he falls asleep all the time. And so uh, he always wears the sunglasses just because, like, he's always drifting off. And he's always tired. So, so, so when he missed being a guest on my podcast at one time, he probably just drifted off and didn't hear the Yeah, phone. he probably overslept. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what uh, that's Jericho's story, anyways, is that mm. Mr. Hughes was narcoleptic. Okay. Good, good trainer, too, though. Yeah, another guy that's trained a lot of guys out of Georgia. All right. Um, so. I know he's trained, like, uh, Jonathan Gresham and – uh, Austin Theory, who can be seen right. on NXT, and a couple others. So it's a good trainer. Okay, so here we go. Uh, the Night Stalker, who has somehow become friends with the Diamond Stud. At, well, well he's, oh, subst- he's, he's the substitute. He's the substitute. The injured, yes. the injured Diamond Stud. Yes, yes. Right. Okay. So Steiner, Night Stalker, Vader, Hughes. I That's... wonder who's going to advance. Wow. Hmm. By the way, this is you know this is a you know, big matchup for well-known wrestlers. Well, at the time three, but I wonder how long Brian Clark had been working here or the Night Stalker. Uh, I want to say a year, maybe. Gosh, and he's already on pay-per-view. That's insane to me. Well, they like, they got they got forty guys, right? Yeah. Well, they have to. Yeah, I guess you're right. They have to fill forty spots. Mm-hmm. Vader's such a badass. Oh yeah. Well, if they had room for Buddy Lee Parker, they had room for. Uh, they had room for the Night Stalker. True. Yes. In fact, I'm surprised they didn't bring in the Motor City Madman for this. <laughs> oh, uh, what Norman the Norman, right? Norman not, the Lunatic. No, not Norman. No, no, no. Motor City Madman was. Uh... I'd have to look him up, actually. Oh gosh. Okay, here we go. Let's I'll see. think of it. Let's see. Okay. He had to be from Detroit. <laughs> okay, Night Stalker Brian Clark from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Mm. Oh, three mile. That's why. That's what three drive. mile island. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get. It. I get. I get hard. this. I get jokes. Um, yeah. World Championship Wrestling November debuted WCW November tenth, nineteen ninety. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Just, just long enough to. Yeah. Just long enough to get into. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Just long enough to get into a feud with the uh, skyscrapers. All right. And then one of them, you know, left and never amounted yeah. to anything. Yeah, well, there we go. All right. Oh, oh, wow. Rick Steiner. Yeah. One of the only locker room fights I've ever seen involved Rick Steiner. Oh, really? Who did he fight? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's been well known for over 10 years, so I guess I can say it. A gentleman by the name of Wardell Walker. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh you were there for yeah. that fight? Oh, oh, boy, was I. Oh, yeah. wow. It was, uh, and it was like, I don't know, it was... I don't even know if I'd even had a match yet. That's how new I was. Mm. But uh, well, you, yeah, hang, out, you was... hang out with Bob Keller, you learn some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Bob Keller wasn't even there for this one, but yeah, yeah. 
uh, this is going to shock some people, but uh, Wardell pretty much handed Rick his, uh, his backside. Like oh. he, uh, you know, the Steiners notoriously known as tough guys. Yeah, uh, I mean, but it, I won't, mean, won't, Rick yeah, no, you'll get no guy. argument there from me, but right. on this day, Wardell Walker was the tougher man. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. So is Vader going to try to suplex him to the floor? Uh, no. Oh, he's going to try. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a that was a no no back then. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness! There we go. Oh, almost like a slingshot suplex yeah. modified. That's a good way to tear a back <laughs> muscle or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and I would hate hate wrestling in dress clothes. Uh, I, well, I, I don't. Get I don't know how, how he like did Baron, it. Yeah. I didn't get how Baron Corbin did it. I don't get how uh, Mike Rotunda did it, and I don't get how Curtis Hughes does it. Yep. Especially with a guy that met with that mass and that size, like. Yeah, that's Gosh, he had to be hot under there. Yeah, I would think so. Now, where did uh, where where did Curtis Hughes go to college? Because Kansas like, State, uh, Jim Ross, Kansas met, State. Jim Ross will mention that every Curtis Hughes match. Yeah, the Bearcat, or right, or the Big Cat. Big Wait, Cat. No. Yeah. Well, right. Kansas State is the Wildcat, so yeah, yeah, Big Cat Curtis Hughes. Yeah. Although I don't think I I don't think that name was given to him by Jim Ross. I want okay. to say that was like eight, that was like the AWA or something. Well, it's probably like a nod to Ernie Ladd too, right? You would think, yeah. maybe. Yeah, in a way. I guess yeah. Could. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we need to get some more. We need to do some more Ernie Ladd matches. I'm going to put that on my yeah. list. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Hughes uh, probably trying to stay awake right now. Well, no, he's probably there. Were probably a couple matches earlier in the show where he's trying to stay awake, but. What do those gloves do? Because they don't like. What are the point of the, what's the point of those? Because they don't they fit look, over his hand. They look cool. Oh, <laughs> okay. Maybe it's a grip thing. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Curtis Hughes from Kansas City. I love how Curtis Hughes kicks out the same way every time. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See, so Central States Wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah they named him uh, Curtis the Cat Hughes in AWA. Wow. Okay, I got that. I don't. I, I didn't know even. I'll be honest. Uh, you know, I didn't know that he even had an AWA run. Well, it, it was during the period of time when nobody noticed if you were in the AWA. Team Challenge Series, or let's see, nineteen eighty, eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, let's see. We did this. Okay, here we go. Oh, Vader. Yeah, don't. Get, oh, he just took out the Night Stalker. Yeah, don't get yourself blindsided by Vader, kids. No. Rick Steiner, boom! Ah, the top rope bulldog. That couldn't mm-hmm. have been a lot of fun either. But uh, yeah, I was also there the night Buff, you know, Buff Bagwell broke it. Oh God, Vader totally just killed the Night Stalker. Yep. Uh, I was there, there the go. night that Rick hit the bulldog on Buff and oh. broke Buff's neck. Oh God, that, that was the town. That was uh, Carolina, Carolina Coliseum. Carolina Coliseum. Yeah. yeah, April of '98. Wow. All right, big win for wow. Vader and Hughes. Gosh, I didn't see that one coming. Vader and Hughes are in, so that's that's sixteen guys now that we know the identity of. Yeah. All right. I really hope Atkins, even though that's not Atkins, I hope Atkins is that Michael Hayes carrying the camera? Sorry. Uh, looks a little like him. Uh, well Mike, yeah. we saw Hayes in the first match of the show, so unless the uh, maybe cameraman get... went down and he was Yep. Oh jeez. Yeah. Um I re- you know, Mike Atkins, because he didn't referee this last match, he might be my pick to win Battle Bowl. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Night Stalker. Boy, he was not ready for that. No. I wonder who you who's at fault there. 
Is is it Vader the veteran for not clearly seeing that the brothers re- like he's not looking and ready, right. or is it N- Night Stalker for not paying attention? Um, uh, and we have we have, yep, we have right. Super Brawl too. <laughs> Or or lethal leap year, uh, February twenty ninth, nineteen ninety two. Nothing makes me want to buy a pay per view like Elegante. That's right. Oh, there was so much Elegante. Okay, Super Brawl two. Don't you miss it? Call your local cable operator for availability. February twenty ninth, nineteen ninety two. Leap year. Lethal leap year. All right, we're gonna stop it here. <laughs> One hour forty five minutes and forty two seconds. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As many of you know, uh, we're available on Patreon at patreon.com slash waybackplayback. And you're saying to yourself, Pat, you know, the show is free. Why would we, why would we need to uh, join a Patreon? Well, I'll tell you, and, and Ken will tell you too. Uh, for as low as $4.50 a month, you get access to all of the episodes of Wayback Playback, including the ones from, uh, from when we were behind the paywall, which were not previously available. And uh, our new episodes, you get them in advance, and you get them without commercials. Ken, isn't that uh, valuable? Ken? That is absolutely valuable, Pat, especially for, uh, you know, for somebody like you and uh, somebody like Jim Bally, two guys that work so hard on this for so long. It's a, it's, it's a pittance, really. They're not asking for much. Yes. Now, now, those of you on our Black Scorpion tier, we uh, we do bonus material for. For example, uh, Ken and I just recorded uh, the first part of a, a bonus episode, which we're creating WWF uh, superstars from 1992. And who wouldn't want to hear our opinion of the uh, Legion of Doom taking on Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy? You are not going to want to miss that, folks. Good Lord. Mm. Yes, and uh, also uh, we are we are getting down to the last set of episodes that we have to put up, and then we'll have all of them up here. Uh, just put up uh, WCW Starcade 1999, episodes 108 through 110, which not only featured, uh, well, one of the god-awful wrestling shows that led to the death of WCW, but we also had a, a run-in with from uh, our good friend, the Disco Inferno, Glenn Gilberti, explaining the uh, terrible angle that he was in and how he nearly got suffocated and died because of the stupidity of WCW. So that was good. Disco, poor guy. I, yeah, he, no, he's, he's doing okay now. Plus, uh, plus uh, we did a bonus, uh, let's see, with a uh, patron bonus match Ken and I did from a Ring of Honor show in 2002. We got uh, well. We got Starcade '90 up with with the Black Scorpion, and you know, people on a, mm. our fans love the Black Scorpion. Some people That's love right. him irrationally. In fact, I've been saying 
for years. I've been saying for years that nobody has enough black scorpion in their life. Truly. That's There's true. always room for more black scorpion. Black scorpions like jello. Uh, also, if you, if you missed us yeah, exactly. uh, doing the 1998 Royal Rumble, which was the, uh, the big launch of, uh, of stone cold and had Mike Tyson there, you'll want to be a part of that. Uh, we're going to be putting up uh, the very special Christmas episode that we did a few years back, episode 68, a, a Mid-South Christmas, where we also did the Wrestle Rock Rumble for the first time. And, mm. yeah, I know. Mm. All happy, sorts of memories. Happy holidays. And, uh, yeah, and we'll be wrapping up, uh, and this week we're going to be putting up uh, Wrestle Rock itself. And that was uh, that was incredible four hours that Jim and I did. So if you miss Jim, if you want more Wayback Playback, if you want bonus material, there's multiple tiers. Check it out patreon.com slash wayback playback that leaves next week two tag matches and of course the 20 man two ring over the top rope battle royal itself known as battle bowl excellent okay so let's see if you'd like to know more about abdullah the butcher the night stalker mr hughes rick steiner or big van vader you can always visit uh, pwtorch.com, f4wonline.com, the Wrestling Observer, or check out your local library app because they're all in books. Um, you can visit us on Twitter. I'm at Real Pat McNeil. Uh, Jim Valley is at Jim Valley. Uh, and John, your your uh, social media presence, please. Uh, yeah, on Twitter and Instagram, it's at the John Schuyler. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to remember, and it's S K Y L E R. That's right. Uh, but yeah, the John Schuyler Instagram, Twitter. I got a pro wrestling tees store, mm-hmm. and uh, and people can if they want other merchandise as well. They can also you know direct message me uh, you know on any of those platforms, and I'd be happy to hook them up with some merchandise. Excellent. Uh, of course, uh, we're at. Uh, you can visit us uh, Facebook.com/slash Wayback Playback Podcast, uh, Patreon.com/slash Wayback Playback, and uh, get get everything you need there. And of course. Please feel free to leave your five, six, or seven-star reviews on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcast, or wherever your favorite pods are cast. Uh, this is generally, John, I want to thank you for appearing on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. You're going to get, uh, like, don't even worry about five or six. Uh, you're going to get seven stars. You're going to okay. get so many seven-star reviews for this podcast. You uh, that you're gonna you're gonna want me back next week so we can do the last hour and, and battle and and the actual battle bowl. We got to find out who wins battle bowl. Well, uh, you know, I was planning that we are gonna have a guest host next week. Uh, well, of course, the you know, anything can happen here on Wayback Playback. It, so yeah, anything can happen on Wayback Playback, just like anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. And, but yeah, uh, I will definitely be back sometime soon because this yes. is a blast for me. This is what I do all oh, the great. time anyways with my friends, and I would love to come back on any time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we loved having you. It's, it's, it's great having you. Anything can happen except for Bob Keller being able to make it to a uh, guest house. So. No. <laughs> he, no. Bob Keller is probably driving Barbarian somewhere right now. That's Yeah, well, somebody has to. Uh, but uh, Jim Valley, uh, I know he's listening, and I, I really hope we have him back soon. No offense to any of our fine guest hosts. They have all done a tremendous job, and I want to thank them. Uh, this is the part where Jim says uh, – this is this is the part where Jim says that uh, we'll be back next week, same Wayback Time, same Playback Channel, and uh, looking forward to that. Uh, until then, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, next week is another episode. Good night, everybody.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.